As I was saying, in celebrating the resurrection of our Lord as well as the dormition of St. Anne, our patron, uh, it is of always reminded of who God is when we celebrate the saints. Uh, I don't know about you, but a lot of my experience growing up and praying to God, approaching God was a very solo activity where you close your eyes and you kind of focus on Him and it's just kind of you and Him. I really think of those famous New England white platform churches. There's nothing in them. And God is kind of how it felt like growing up and encountering God. Does anyone else have any recollection of that or experience of that? And then to come into orthodoxy, where at least when I was growing up, if we prayed in church and somebody says, you know, Let, let's, let's pray, everybody closes their eyes. And a lot of people even bow their necks, right? Uh, you don't pray like that in orthodoxy. Yes, there is a time or two in a service where we say, you know, bow your necks into the Lord, and there's a bowing. Uh, there's times, especially in private prayer, and it can happen in the temple as well, where we close our eyes, but we, we sing and pray and do everything with our eyes open and our bodies fully engaged. We don't just kind of, uh, as from a completely different context, but kindness, we don't uh, flee to be alone, right? Just in some interiorness that we apply to the one monad or solo God that transcends us. Uh, that is true. He is the one God who transcends us. But when we come and we worship and we pray, we know with our eyes open that it's not just us and God. To him be glory, honor, uh, all of that, because he is alone God. But like we know from Scripture, he's never by himself. We have, of course, to think of the angels. Uh, and then, of course, as we know from the theophanies of God, uh, the visions of God enthroned in the temple, the angels are around him, but we also know that the holy ones of God are all around him. The martyrs cry out from underneath the altar. The elders are prostrating before him, falling down before him. Uh, and so it is that God is overflowing with love and the desire of, I'll say, community. It's not just him on his own. Of course, he himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that it just flows, and he wants to be with others. And so we have assigned to us one of those particular saints. All of us have assigned not only uh, in coming to this parish, St. Anne, we have assigned to us a guardian angel. This town has a guardian angel. Everything is, I say, thicker more than what you may imagine or what you may expect. And it is especially, I think, a great honor for us to have as our patron, patroness, the grandmother of God. And always that paradox of saying, when we call the Theotokos the mother of God, to think about the ancestors of God, the grandmother and grandfather of our Lord, that we have one uh, who has the bloodline specifically, that it is her flesh 
given to the Theotokos that is then given to our Lord. So let us not forget, uh, of course, God, but let us not also forget that we have beside him a great intercessor who has been given to us, uh, his grandmother according to the flesh, uh, and who knows sorrow, who knows uh, shame, who knows what it's like to shed copious tears and to have God answer her, to be able to then, in being given the presence of God and the gift of Mary, to then, like Hannah of old, to be able to then go and sacrifice the gift that God has given her and returning Mary back to God and offering her up in service in the temple as Hannah did with Samuel. So let us flee to, of course, God, but, of course, the one who has been given to us, his grandmother, who we praise for us fervently as we remember her and ask for her prayers. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.